good afternoon whenever you're watching this. Uh, welcome to this episode of uh, Take Heart. My name is Davon Dixon. And today, I want to talk about works. Uh, it's Labor Day weekend is this weekend and um, just a great opportunity to talk about works. And just really get into what does the Bible say about works and uh, how, do we, how should we respond to it? Uh, I want to give you a warning. Uh, today is going to be extremely top, topical. It won't be expository at all. Um, we're going to look at the topic of works. And um, because for the sake of time, I really uh, pulled, I cherry picked the, the scriptures I wanted to talk about. So I encourage you um, after we go through this to go back and look at Ephesians chapter 2 and then read the whole book of Titus. And I want you to have fun, I want you to enjoy it, but I hope that in looking through this teaching that it would spur you to kind of do your research on your own. So let's get into it. So just as a goal, we wanna answer three questions today. The first one we wanna say or ask, do works matter? How can we guarantee good works? And as disciples of Christ, uh, what should be our attitude towards work? Um, sometimes my attitude isn't the best, so we'll try to try to uncover that a little bit. So let's just talk about the basics. Um, if you have your Bible, turn it to Ephesians chapter 2. Uh, we're going to look at verses 8 and 9. It says this. It says, For grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And uh, most people are familiar with this verse. I love it because... To be clear, salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. So works don't count. Let me say it again, works don't count. However, a lot of times we use this verse and we say, look, salvation is not of works. They don't matter. Who cares? And we forget to read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says this, it says, for we... Speaking of believers are his workmanship, speaking of Christ, created in Christ Jesus for, as in purpose, right? So for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So believers, we created for, a lot of people say, I need to know my purpose. Well, there you have it. God created you for him and prepare good works that you may do them and give him glory. And um, I think that's awesome. So if he, look back at the verse, Ephesians 2.10, it says, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. If the Lord prepared good works for us beforehand, if they're already laid out for us, it would make sense that um, we, should, we should seek them. We should look into it. We should endeavor to see what our Father in heaven has laid out before us. And it brings me back, you're gonna hear a couple familiar verses. I'm doing that on purpose because I want you to see every aspect of the verse and, and really how it, um, how it applies to your life. But again, you've heard this before, Hebrews 11:6. it says, but without faith it is, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, we've covered that before, and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Seek him is an action word. It's, we need to be doing that all the time. And so I would call you to say, to do, 
sit down, think about your day and say, did I actively seek the works that will prepare for me today? All right. Listen to what Jesus has to say. John 14, 12 says this. It says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do. And greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. So, again, reading this verse, one thing that sticks out to me is that Jesus says that not only will we do his work, but greater works. And I was like, really? Greater? How can we do greater works? I mean, Jesus, um, the, just some miracles that I, I think about what Jesus did. I mean, he, he fed the 5,000, which in my mind is probably more like 20,000 when you add like women and children in. He healed the, the deaf, the mute, the blind, uh, took care of leprosy. Uh, and then, I mean, ultimately he raised Lazarus from the dead. I'm not doing any of that. And I know you read the verse and I, a lot of times we as temporal or limited thinkers, we say, well, I'm, I can't do anything amazing. Um, I might be helping people, but I'm not really, I, you know, I'm not feeding 5,000. I'm not, I'm not raising anybody from the dead. But the verse says greater works for a reason. And the reason I believe is Jesus did all of those things. The one thing that all of those things have in common is that they're temporal, right? They're temporary. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. I'm sure that Lazarus went back to the grave. Um, Jesus fed 5,000 people. And the next day, I'm pretty sure they'll probably be hungry again, right? But this is what Paul says we are called to do says this it says him we preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus that's Colossians 128 this work the preaching the teaching the, the the dragging people to Christ is far greater than any miracle that you can see on TV any anything that you could ever imagine because though those things may be temporary this work, the work, the true work of Christ is permanent, right? You lead someone to Christ that never leaves them, never. And, and we can't say that uh, really about much else. Um, Paul continues to say this in uh, verse 29. He says, to this end, I also labor, striving according to his working, which works mildly in me. So, um, we have to keep that balance, right? We seek the works that God laid out for us. But we also know that works only matter on this side of salvation, right? We're saved by grace through faith, right? In Christ. On this side, he has prepared the works for us to do. But it's his spirit that works through us to perform those works. So we have really no opportunity to brag. We can't boast unless we boast in Christ. However, the works are still there and we should pay attention to them. Now, uh, another legitimate question to say, yes, I wanna do works, but how do I know that, I, that, I, that I'm doing good works, right? How do I know that my works are acceptable to the Lord? Um, if the Lord has prepared them for me, I wanna make sure that I'm picking the right thing and doing, you know, how am I making these decisions? Uh, turn your Bibles to Titus, we'll be there for a while. and. Um, Titus chapter 1, verse 15 and 16 says this. It says, To the pure, all things are pure. But to those are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But even their mind and conscience are defiled. 
They profess to know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable, disobedient, and disqualified for every good work. And I, I read this as I was going through Titus in preparation uh, to talk. And I said, man, I don't ever want to be disqualified, right? I want, I want to know that my works are sticking, right? That they, that they count for something, that the, the effort that I'm putting in, that I'm getting back, um, the approval of the Lord. How would I do this? So again, James says this, James 2.18 says, but someone will say, again, you've heard this before, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works and I'll show you my faith by my works. So the first thing, if you just want to consider, when you get home, you can ask yourself, how was, how did my works display my faith today? Right? Or better question is, if you observe my works, what does it say that I have my faith in? Right? Is my faith in my money? Right? Was my works more geared to my, my money or my cash flow? Um, was it in my job? Did I bend over backwards because or do something outside of my norm because I wanted to protect the security that I find in my job? So I'm putting my, my faith in my, in my work. Um, is it in myself? Right. Do, am I am I telling folks or doing things that make people think that I'm puffed up in me and my works? Are they reflecting that or is it in some addiction? Right. Am I going out of the way? Am I driving out of the way to get a pack of cigarettes or to, to go to the ABC store and get a get get something to drink or, or whatever it is, um, you can start by just evaluating your work, but you have to evaluate it against something. So there's a cheat here, and I've always told you guys, um, Christianity isn't fair, right? I mean, it's not. Jesus died on the cross for us. We are getting something that we do not deserve. And honestly, I'm a cheater. I would love to know that I'm going to win every time. And as a Christian, I already know I won. I know I have an unfair advantage and that makes me smile a little bit every day. So knowing that I want to do good works, I'd love to just cheat at it and not have to really work so hard. So I'm going to tell you how to cheat. Jesus says this, John 15, 4, he says, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me, right? So step one is to actively be abiding in me, not in me, in Christ, I'm sorry. Abiding in Christ, living your days out, praying, praying, seeking the Lord in the morning before you do anything else, even before you crack your Bible open, get your mind right to say, okay, Lord, I am going to abide in you today. That's my goal. The second is John 8, 31, it says, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in, believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. So the second part is pray, seek the Lord, but then open his word and see what his intentions really are. Now, you say, well, sometimes I get confused or I don't know or whatever. It doesn't matter. What it is is that you go, you seek the Lord in the morning through prayer. You go, you seek the word after prayer, you, 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 you read and you, and you you devour God's word and you spend time with it, and then you trust that God's word is going to do what it says it's going to do. Psalms 1, 1 through 3 says this. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of, of, scornful, of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, 
whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. If you make it a habit, if you become habitual and spending time with the Lord Jesus, you don't have to worry about whether or not your child of God is naturally going to come out of you. It's not something that we have to consider. We should be more focused on how can I live my life for Christ today? Lord, how can I serve you today? And what that does is bring us to our very next question that says, okay, I know that works are important. I know that a healthy diet of spending time with the Lord and being in God's word is is how I ensure that the works that I do actually matter. But what should be my attitude about it? Should I wake up in the morning? You know, should works be like doing the dishes? Um, or should it be strenuous? Like, what, what should I focus on when I'm gearing myself, when I'm thinking, I'm saying, okay, I want to do it today. What kind of attitude should I bring? So a few verses for that, right? So Titus 2, uh, 6 and 8 says this. Likewise, exhort the young men to be sober-minded and all things showing yourself to be a pattern of good works and doctrine showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that one who is an opponent may be ashamed. So you guys can go back and read that on your own. What I really want to focus on here, it says, likewise, exhort the young men to be sober-minded and all things showing yourselves to be a pattern of good works. And um, the pattern doesn't mean just repetition, right? It doesn't, it doesn't mean that. It really means to be the type or the tupos or the mold. You guys are supposed to be the precedent, the lead, the guide, the blueprint, the template. You're supposed to be the standard for good works. So knowing that in my mind when I go out, people should look to me to see, okay, if I want to do a good work in Christ, what does that look like? When you can, when you think that in your mind, it really makes you transform yourself and say, okay, I need to, the bar is here. I need to bring, I need to raise it up a little bit, right? I need to, I need to, I need to be proactive in the way I want to do it. Um, on your own time, please read Romans 12, chapter 12, verses one and two. Um, we are the blueprint. And when we're silent and when we, we stand on the side, we struggle because we've been called to lead in this case. The church should lead in, in performing good works. We shouldn't turn to another. Okay, the next thing, Titus 2, 13 and 14, it says this, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for God. We're looking for Jesus Christ who gave us, gave himself for us that he might redeem us for every lawless deed and purify us for his own, for himself, his own special people. Catch that. He will redeem us for every lawless deed. So we're not worried about what we did wrong yesterday. We're worried about what we're going to do for the Lord today. that he might redeem us for every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. So synonyms for zeal, passionate, energetic, enthusiastic, eager, fiery, committed, single-minded. What I understand from reading this is that we need to be wanting to do it. 
It's not a chore, it's not an obligation, it's something that we get up and we wanna go after. You wanna attack it because it is something that you do on a normal basis. So it's no different than being a football player or a basketball player or being whatever it is that you think you are, knowing that when you wake up in the morning, you wanna go play that sport. You wanna go to the office and you, you're, you're passionate about it. If you're not, you really need to wonder if you're in the right place. And for us, we know we're in the right place because we're in Christ. So we should do it with a joyful spirit, really fiery about it and not let anyone take it away from us. Um, the next feature, the next attitude we need to have is this, says this Titus 3.8, it says, this is a faithful saying and these things I want to affirm constantly, not sometimes, but constantly, that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. Now, this main, maintain does not here mean maintenance, right? So when you think maintain, you say, well, you know, you gotta get your oil changed and you think of some laborious task. <laughs> the word used here means to guard or protect. And so, to stand up for. So again, our attitude should be that when we see an opportunity to, 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 to do a good work in the Lord, that we stand on that, that we push forward and we protect it so that people can really understand that God cares for them. And a lot of times when it gets tough, we back away. We don't maintain it. We don't hold the line. We say, oh, you know, I had to make an extra stop. That's too much for me. Or oh, it would have cost me too much money. Or man, that's a lot of work. I don't know that I can do that. Right. But if God has called it to us, we are ordained, we are, we are, we are charged with, with maintaining it, to not letting it fall away. An example says this, um, says this, it says, if a brother or sister is naked and destitute of, of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? You understand? So what I'm getting at is Christians aren't meant to just say good things. We're meant to do good things as well. Um, Titus 3.14 says this, and let our people also learn to maintain good works to meet urgent needs. So that gives you a, 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 even a broader picture. Somebody in the body comes to the church, they have an urgent need. We need to meet it. We need to, we, and we need to, we need to be real about it and we need to be happy about it. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 through 25, it says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. So I wanna read verse 24 again, it says, let us consider one another in order to stir up that action word stir up really, it literally means to provoke, to, to entice or to irritate. Um, the idea is that we are to instigate each other in love. And it's, it's really hard to communicate this, except that you think of a football team or a basketball team or any other professional teams before they're going out, before they go out to have the game, not after the game, not in celebration, but before they go out to conquer, 
right? You usually see a, a, a captain or a quarterback or some type of team leader, and he's smacking people around, and they're yelling, and they're jumping up, and they're, they're, they're provoking one another to get ready to go out. And that makes me wonder, you know, when we leave church on Sunday afternoon, what's our attitude, right? Usually we come, we get the word, and everybody's like, oh, I can't wait to go home and watch football, right? Watch somebody else perform. Well, really, when we leave Sunday afternoon, we should be ready to go out and conquer the world. And if we're not doing that, we need to question ourselves and say, hey, are we really doing this thing right? Are we really going to maintain these good works? Are we really stirring each other up? And there are some, some brothers here that do that, and we think they're weird, but they're not because we've been called to go out to be excited. So we need to wrap up. So I wanna answer these questions. Number one, does works matter? Absolutely, we were made from them and they were made for us to show the glory of God and to bring glory to God. Um, how can we guarantee good works? Easy, by praying, by reading and obeying, right? And then the last, as disciples of Christ, how should our attitude be towards works? And I wanna read this because I wrote it down, right? We should be the blueprint of what work should be, passionate about performing them and careful to guard them, stirring each other up to do them as a team, a family, a church. So God bless, I hope this encourages you and get out and do something.